After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back into the Deuce and Mo podcast. Recording this late on a Friday night after the Kings bounce back. They avoid their second three-game losing skid of the season by getting a home win over a Suns team playing without Kevin Durant and without DeAndre Ayton. But the Kings were ugly in the first half. Second half, Kevin Herter, welcome back, Red Velvet. He was absolutely money. Sabonis was big. Fox left the game in the third, but that dog, Davion, played the rest of the way. The Kings used a huge second half, scoring 79 points in the second half to beat the Phoenix Fonz tonight, 135 to 127. I said Phoenix Fonz. Well, they are fun to beat. They are fun to beat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Most importantly, the Kings got win number 44 on the season. Their magic number is down to two. They could be clinching a playoff spot soon. 44 wins, Morgan Reagan. The most wins they've had in East seasons wow. since the 2005-06 season. How you doing? Well, after that, fantastic. Yeah. When you really... Put it like that. <laughs> it's been so long since the Kings have had that many wins in a season. Yep. I just you, it in. doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't click until you actually see it and you feel it and you hear it. And I'm feeling it tonight. Well, we have a lot to go go over in this game. There were definitely some lows from it. The first half being number one. Uh-huh. The second one being that De'Aaron Fox left the game at the 7-16 mark of the third quarter and did not return. So, yeah, you want to celebrate what the Kings were able to do tonight, winning, finding a way to win even without Fox on the floor. But in the back of your head, you're going, oh, right hamstring soreness did not return. Mike Brown had no update after the game. He did say he ran into the Kings GM, Monty McNair, who told him that Fox did want to go back in the game. The Kings do play a second night of a back-to-back tomorrow against the Utah Jazz. I'd be shocked if De'Aaron played in that game. And then they're off Sunday, back in action Monday. So, you know, they just play five games in seven nights, Mm -hmm. get a couple of days off, and hey, here's three games in four nights. Yeah, a really tough schedule. But the good thing, I mean, if this is a good thing, you never know what this is. But tomorrow when they do take on the Jazz, the Jazz – 
uh, got crushed they by did. Milwaukee tonight. So both teams will be on a second night of a back-to-back. Who's going to capitalize on that, take advantage of that? We'll have to see. Well, the last time the Kings lost three in a row, you have to go back to late November. Ironically, it was a stretch where they lost to Atlanta, Boston, and Phoenix. Oh. So they're coming off a loss to Boston, taking on the Suns, trying to avoid a third straight loss, and it got off to a really bad start. It was exciting because you see Kevin Herter back in the lineup. Yeah. I was just beyond disappointed by how the Kings came out of the gate, and they have to find a better way to get it going on the home floor and get this crowd engaged because when they do, it becomes a special environment. That first quarter, that first half, defensive breakdowns. Oh, my God. Brown was throwing everything. He's like, all right, here's a one-two-one uh, zone. Uh, let's try different zone coverages. It didn't matter. The Kings were getting destroyed in the pick and roll. I felt like there was just no energy for a team that was off for two days. It was really disappointing in that first half. Yeah, I, um, disappointing is the best way to put it. I, I, The way they came out made me nervous. Flat. It made me Flat. nervous. Like, oh, is this where they're going? Is this the direction they're going to start to go in? And I think at the end of the season too, that's exactly. And you know, you see that happen with teams. And that's why I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And it wasn't that. And instead they found a way to fight back, but still talking about some of the ugly too. You mentioned how on their home floor, how it's tough, especially when you have a crowd that wants to be there in, into it for you. Harrison Barnes mentioned it really quick after the game. He talked about how it was a disservice to such great fans when you don't capitalize on that. And when you take the breath out of the arena and instead you can like help everyone, you know, be louder and create that energy. So it's just important for them to obviously capitalize on that. And one thing I want to go back to uh, just a second ago, I realized I was saying in my head, I meant to say two, one, two zone. I said one, two, one. And it, in some ways you wonder if the Kings were playing a one, two, one zone with how they were allowing the Suns to score. But that was a turnover by me. I was going to say, I was going to mention something <laughs> a right one, away. Two, one zone. I was going to be like, in well, my head, I was thinking players. about it. I was like, what is a one, two? It's been a long day guys. Well, yeah. And I, I knew what you meant. So I was like, oh, they'll get yes. it. But I really should have cried. You know, the it. classic one, two, one zone. Oh, man. Where you, you play leave, with four. You cherry pick on the other yes. side. You leave another guy down the floor, but you go one, two, one. Hey, when you, you're getting destroyed defensively, you got to try anything. And Brown's like, all right, let's put one guy back. One, two, one. That'll fix things. <laughs> What a strategy. Watch, uh, he's going to start using that. Yeah. Heard it on the Do Some O podcast. Yeah, it, it was just a weird... I thought the other thing, too, uh, you know, defensively, it was a mess. I mean, the amount of... Uh, it, the, the easy... I mean, I think Chris Paul had 11 assists, like, early in the game, and you're going... Why is everything so easy? Londale was sto- scoring like crazy. Even Biombo got in on the action, and... The other thing that I did not like what they did, and we saw this the last time the Kings played the Suns. What? Keegan Murray starting on Devin Booker. What the shit is that? What is that? It's just not a good matchup. It's not. Keegan's not ready for that type of matchup. And that's okay. Yeah, and it's not a shot at Keegan. He's a rookie, but also just from a speed. It's just like Booker beat him every time. It was like the first play of the game beat him. Then uh, he picks up a foul on Keegan. And then he beat him again. I'm going, what, what, what's going on it's here? It's not even Keegan's fault at that point. It's like, why are we, we doing saw this it. to him? We saw in the first matchup, it just not was not a favorable matchup. Yeah. Things did change. When, once they did get Kessler Edwards some minutes in the first half, he made him work a little bit. In the second half, they went with Harrison Barnes on Booker. Booker's still going to get his, but 
Keegan is just not a good matchup. And I think the Kings' defense in general was just bad, just giving up middle of time. Oh, my God. Straight line drives. They were, they were playing soft in that first half, and it was just disappointing because all you hear from this team in the lead-up is like, hey, we understand this moment, playoffs, it's going to be physical, we have to match that, we have to fight. I saw none of that in the first half, and that's what really concerned me with it. And I And going back to them settling, too, offensively, Fox, I was so disappointed with in the first half because. What were his threes? He was one of six from three. Correct. And he should not be taking six threes in the first half. You're letting the defense off the hook. You guys needed to get paint touches. They weren't doing that in the first half. It just, it it felt like a very bizarre first half of action. They went down 11 headed into the half. And I'm curious if his hamstring was bothering him earlier than the third That's fair. Maybe he was settling. Maybe it was earlier than that. Right. Exactly. Because we, even when he did end up going off the court, it was... He was limping a little bit off, went to the end of the bench, and then they were talking to him, and that's when they brought him back. So we don't know what happened there, but either way, yes, a lot of settling going on, bad defense. Um, The bench, the Suns bench, was just tremendous in that first half. Uh, The energy that they brought, but then the dominance that they brought when it came to points in the paint and just – getting any easy bucket that they wanted. There was zero resistance from the Sacramento Kings defense. And here's the thing about the Kings defense. They're they're definitely better than what they look like in that first half. But when you get down in those holes, not only can it be deflating, if they had Kevin Durant on that squad mm. and healthy on that squad, if he was healthy, yeah. they're not coming back. They're just not. I mean, the the Kings have the fight. They have the ability to come back. But when you add that extra player, that extra factor, like a Kevin Durant, it's just not going to work. Hell, DeAndre Ayton. I I know. That's the other guy, right? right. So, yeah, and I just wish it wouldn't take halftime to do have the wake-up call for this team. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, guys, it was bad in the first quarter. It was bad in the second you guys got to clean this up now. The in-game adjustments just need to be better, especially early on, especially yeah. on your home court. Yeah, it was just way too easy. The other thing that I mentioned last week after I heard Monty Williams complain after the Lakers game, that was Morgan's wine glass hitting the microphone. Um, after that Lakers-Suns game the other night where the Lakers shot 46 free throws, Monty Williams comes out and has an opening statement complaining about all the calls, 46 free throws, and that's it. He walked away after that. I saw that clip the next day. I said, okay, (laughs) the Suns are going to get every single whistle. At least early, that was the case for sure. Uh, The Suns in that first quarter, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, got the Kings in the penalty. The Kings didn't shoot their first free throws until the 9.37 mark of the second quarter. Yep. And and it, I think it was De'Aaron Fox that got to the free throw line at that point. And that was disappointing. But but you do also look at what was going on with the Kings offensively. It's not like they were attacking that much. They were settling No, lot. that's fair. You're right. It's just, it was interesting. I mean, there were some plays with Sebastian. Like, oh, he definitely got fouled. But it was just ironic that, you know, Williams just said that the other night and they start getting every single whistle. But, yeah, I, I thought the, the Kings, 
the way they played in the first half, I went, this team is not going to be ready for the playoffs. That's it. it. That, that, that's, it got me worried. It was the first time I was a bit concerned about this team going, if you're not engaged at this, you haven't clinched anything yet. Well, and here's what I'll, here's just another perspective to Deuce, because I felt that same way. And I was like, God damn it. They're going to lose this one. I felt that way early on. Their ability to make adjustments at a halftime and finish off a game when it does matter most and pull out a W, even if it looks like that, I'll take it. But you're right when you do talk about postseason basketball because it is different. And those moments don't come as easy. The fight back doesn't come as easy. It's just a different type of basketball game in the postseason and you're right that's why it's better that they get the experience and practice being good in a first quarter in a first half rather than trying to have to battle back and still pull out a win it's 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 a great thing to be able to do but it's not something you want to be doing in the postseason so in that first half phoenix led 67 56 at the half they had 32 points in the paint in the first half and just destroyed Sacramento on the glass too, which was beyond disappointing. Considering just what has happened to the Kings, you know, the last couple of games and without DeAndre Ayton out there too, at the half, it was 23-13 rebounding advantage for the uh, Phoenix Suns. Um, and I should know, I said, sorry, I said 32 points. It was actually um, 42 points in the paint at the half for the Phoenix Suns. So you're wow. tracking well over 80 points. It was disastrous for them. Wait. I was just so uninspired with how they played. And look who led in rebounds in that first half. Was that Booker? Yeah, Booker he, had seven. I mean, that again, and I the only reason why I mentioned that, I mean, he obviously is a good rebounder and has um, good timing of when to crash the boards, but what are you doing? You got to put a body on him. You got you got a point of emphasis. Be more aware. Like understanding your personnel at a whole different level. By the way, the way that we're talking right now, you'd think that the Kings lost. It's just that our expectations have gone up so much more. It's and it's not only us. We're also going in order. There was a first half and a second right. half, and we're going to start with the bad first half. Right. And I just think about like what Mike Brown feels after a game like this, after a bad first half of basketball, in how his mindset is when he looks at the postseason after a first half like this. I also really did not like the the uh, two one two zone they played. I just felt like the Kings, and maybe it was just because they were off defensively, their rotations were awful in it. Like it's they were late on closing it. I get it, it's not easy, yeah. but they were playing in it for a significant stretch. I'm going, it's not working. <laughs> It's not helping anything. Like, can we just go back to man to man and like guys just find a way? Yeah. Because they did that in the second half is my point. All of a sudden in the second half, they're playing better pick and roll defense. They're playing more physical. They played soft in the first half. Coming out in the second half, it was a different team. And I thought De'Aaron Fox set the tone early, attacking early. For as much as he was settling in that first half, one of six from the line or one of six from three point range, he went strong to the basket a few times. I'm like, that's what you got to do. De'Aaron, we need your paint touches. You know, we get Sabonis the rock. Sabonis, I thought in the first half, 
probably could have gotten the, the ball more because he was destroying their front line. It yeah. wasn't going to be a problem at all. And even if you're like, yeah, but they're going to bring more attention. Good. Sabonis getting paint touches. I'm cool with it because he's good at making decisions. We can get the ball moving around, get some ball reversals going, get some open threes. It just felt like they were so stagnant on offense in that first half. The second half was beautiful. Night and day. And beautiful. you talk about beautiful. You look at someone like Kevin Herter. I was just watching him and not watching the ball. I was watching Kevin Herter and his ability to move without mm. the basketball, his understanding of where to move without the basketball, to be efficient with his movement without being in anyone's way, without crowding things up, is just absolutely incredible. Such a high IQ player. Uh loved what he brought in that second half and this is something that you and i had talked about in that last loss for the kings we were like the kings are missing that it wasn't even his scoring ability it's just they're missing him as a threat and tonight he brought that especially in the second half well the kings definitely set the tone playing with a different edge in that second half yeah herder got going i want to mention that for sure i thought they were aggressive on both sides of the ball mm -hmm. getting in the guys it seemed like the physicality went up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the Suns lost composure. Yeah. Booker picks up a technical foul. There is a transition take foul. Chris Paul Chris get start, start getting super floppy. So floppy. Oh and, of course, he gets some calls. Outrageous. Such bullshit. He also picked up a uh, technical, too. And it really got things going. Fox, Fox had a reverse that was tremendous. 74-70. Then the Suns pick up a transition uh, take foul plus a CP3 yeah. technical. So then HB hits a technical, makes a take free throw. It cuts it to two. It's a 9-0 run. And both teams got in the penalty. Uh, Kings got in the penalty at 7-16 of the third quarter. Suns at 7-04. Wow. The Kings kept chipping away. And I thought the game really swung because Kevin Herter started knocking down shots. He yep. started making plays. That guy was everywhere. Obviously, the dribble handoffs, but my favorite play of the game. Chris Paul with a screen from Landale. Feeds to the left corner now to Landry Shamit. Gets to the elbow and then retreats to three-point range against Herter. Crosses, drives left. In the air floater. Blocked by Herter. Grabbed by Kevin. Mm. Races up the floor on the right wing. Looks over his shoulder. Stops. Fires for three. He's got the bucket. And what a sequence that was. The Kings' last lead was at 20-19. to 19. And Kevin Herter blocked the shot. Grabbed the ball. Went up the floor. Made sure there was nobody on his hip and nailed the transition triple. Kings lead 79-76. 79-76. All of a sudden, it turns into a 24-3 run, and Herter was cooking. Number 10 into the front court at the top of the circle. Drops it off to Herter in mm. rhythm for three more. He's got the triple. Welcome back, Kevin Herter. Red Velvet's fifth triple of the night. He has 21 points. 14 of the 21 have come here in the huge third quarter where the Kings have scored 43. They lead 99-88. Big time shit from Kevin Herter. And we could talk about the scoring. I've seen him knock down threes. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised by that. I was surprised by the block and them him pulling up in transition. I'm like, oh. The confidence okay. was floating. But for a guy that missed a couple of games. Yeah. To come out and have that type of impact. By the way, he didn't score in the first quarter. All of his points came in 
quarters two through four, <laughs> but then he got the dribble handoff game going with Sabonis. Oh Their chemistry God. is just so legit. He finished with 29 points, 10 of 18 shooting. He was six of 12 from three. My favorite part, nine rebounds from Kevin Herter tonight. I love that. Oh, so much. Truly. Uh, he has the size and obviously the ability to crash the boards and to see him fly in there and finish off a defensive possession is just exactly what you want to see from Kevin Herter. You don't want to just have him out there and expect him to knock down threes or to move without the basketball. You need him to do so much more, especially at times when on the defensive end, he becomes a liability because teams will seek him out and go, let's go against Kevin Herter. There's times where he can do a pretty decent job and move laterally and get his hands in the passing lane. But when he finishes off a defensive play with a rebound, Great job. He also had five assists, Morgan. And a block. How about that? Kevin Herter on that play. A block and a steal. Hey, Kevin, how'd it feel to be back, man? Yeah, the crowd is huge. Uh, that third quarter was big. You know, it started, we got stops. Um, allowed us to get out in transition. And uh, it was set in the air. It just felt like, you know, that first half, the energy just kind of felt weird. Like, yeah, that mm. first quarter, a little bit of that second quarter, you know, we were playing their game. We were playing a little too slow. It was a half-court game. Couldn't really get offensively, but couldn't get going. And um, so we just we had to pick up the pace, continue to try to move the ball, look for better looks. Uh, how, for, how did you feel coming back? Obviously, you know, kind of the, the results kind of spoke for itself with you. But did you think you would be able to have this type of performance coming back off that injury? Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always confident. Uh, I felt good, you know, to start the game. It you know, didn't start off great. Um, you know, just getting back into a rhythm. I think I airballed a layup, you know, early in that either first or second quarter. And, uh, you know, just try to stick with it. You know, Domas was talking to me over the course of the game, just continuously trying to stay aggressive and uh, got hot in that third quarter. Kevin, first off, what felt better, the block or the transition three on the end of it? Transition three to kind of seal the deal, for sure. You, you already mentioned the crowd a little bit, but how, when you're going on a run like that and the energy level, the volume's getting to that level, how much of an impact does that have on continuing a run in, in basketball? It is. It's huge. You, know, the, you can use the crowd as a weapon, uh, especially when you're on a run like that. The building gets going. Other teams might tighten up. Um, so you, you try to keep that momentum going. And, and we did that third. It just felt like you know, it was a continuous run. I'm not sure what the breakdown was, but you know, we went from down 12 to, to up 10, and you know, a lot of that felt like it all happened at once. So uh, they're huge in that span. Yeah, the Kings outscored them 45 to 26 in the third quarter and headed into the fourth quarter with a 101-93 lead. That's one area, Morgan, we talk about with that first half with how they were playing. It's hard to suck the life out of a Friday night crowd. Mm -hmm. There's 18,151 people at the game tonight. According to Mark Jones, the largest crowd ever to see a Sacramento Kings game at Golden One Center. The Kings have to get off to better starts to get this crowd engaged because you did see the impact. All of a sudden, they're knocking down threes. The Suns are getting frustrated, and you know the crowd just thrives off the frustration. Thrives. Is there anything that gets... A Kings fan more than, hey, here's a three and, oh, a technical foul. People start losing their shit a little bit. Not only, I mean, you lose your shit with all of that, right? Just like deflating a team and pissing off Chris Paul. But on top of that, Deuce, I forget what moment it was when 
even Davion Mitchell took that charge from Devin Booker. Devin Booker trying to back him down and find a way to score in the paint. And, De and Davion Mitchell did a great job of just taking it to the chest and falling back. And you talk about Kings fans loving those moments. Yep. That's another one of those big moments that we saw in this game. Harrison Barnes had a nice game, too, especially in the finish. HP, what do you think about Kevin Herter coming back, though, man? He looked fresh. I mean, we've been saying that for a while. I mean, the guy's just, um, you know, it's good to see him out there. You know, he's been, he's been working really hard. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing with this team is, you know, we hate um, not being in the flow. So I think for him, you know, he was just chomping at the bit to get back. Um, obviously made a huge impact for us and, and played great. I thought the other th interesting thing about tonight with the Kings going into the fourth quarter with the lead, I got to be honest, Morgan. When what? I looked at that lineup to start the fourth quarter, oh. I went, oh, no, 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 I no. feel you. Wait, wait. I'm looking on the floor. I'm scanning the floor going, wait, no Fox, no Sabonis. At that time of the game, we had no idea that Fox was going to be out. Now, for those who don't know, Fox traditionally comes out six-ish, between six, seven minutes to go in, in the, the third, third quarter. He'll come back in maybe with a couple minutes to go. Right, and then when Sabonis goes out, yeah, he didn't. He came out at the seven fifteen mark, and Mitchell played the rest of the way. I didn't think anything of it at the time because I'm going, well, Mitchell's playing well, and he's getting into it. They're getting stops. They've got a good rhythm right now. Maybe they're rocking with that. But once we got into the fourth quarter, I'm going, wait, they're starting the fourth with Mitchell, Monk, Barnes, Lyles, and Metu. Okay, yeah, Mike Brown's gambling, and then you find out that Fox is not on the bench. He's being looked at. Apparently, right hamstring soreness for him. That's it's a concern. Just number one. We'll talk about the finish in a second. It is a concern that this hamstring is popping up again. And the biggest thing is the Kings are in a really good position with the number three seed. I know they want to clinch soon. Okay. Like Kings fans want to clinch soon. You have to be careful with this hamstring shit lingers. Zion's a great example of this. Oh my Just god! In general, I know it's a different. He's a Different, different body yeah. type, yeah. But my point is, these things can linger. And this one is lingering. Be careful. Well, it can linger, and then it can be re-aggravated yeah. or triggered again. Right. Or, I mean, however you want to put it. And you just can't have that happen. Especially when you're trying to accomplish so many different things now. Um with where you are in the season. So, yeah, that was – it's scary. I just hope that the Kings and De'Aaron do the right thing. And, I mean, I, we don't know, so I don't even no, know. No, there's no worth you. of speculating, but, but you just got to be careful I was going to ask you, it. Would, it be, would it be smart to – would Monday be enough time if you – in your mind? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we got to get to this comment, Morgan. What? Someone in the chat is telling us – JLM says, dude, your door just opened by itself. No way. What do you mean? This is not What good. do you mean, JLM? What do you mean? Should we tell him? It was a dog. Dogs go in and out. They now. just, and Sorry. they open the door. Yeah. It's, it's, the people think it's a ghost. It's just, it's just the it's dog, a dog that it's, you can't it's see. It's a dog. A ghost dog. Uh, <laughs> hey, Los Man. Los Man in the chat says, hey, can you give me a hell yeah? Wait, I'm sorry. You want a hell yeah? Give me a hell yeah. 
If you're here, you have not yet. Oh, please hit the thumbs up button. It just helps our channel grow. It keeps growing. Let's get to eleven thousand subs. Make sure to subscribe Dude, as well. We're so close to eleven thousand. So close. Let's get there. I. Are you mocking We're me? so close to the playoffs. Let's get to eleven thousand. <laughs> we're so close to the playoffs. Just uh, get us to eleven thousand. Um. What? Anyway, so yeah, hopefully Fox is okay and it's nothing long term. I imagine they'll rest him tomorrow yeah. against Utah. But let's get to the fourth quarter because I mentioned Please. that they did not start Sabonis or Fox. Hey, we've been hard on this guy. Chemeze Metsu had some oh. impactful plays in yes. that fourth quarter. Early in the fourth quarter, a couple of dunks. He had the steal. I was like, oh, he's got a breakaway. And then it turns into a transition take foul. I thought Lyles, him and Lyles had some big moments. Lyles came in there, played a little bully ball, got to the free throw line. I'm like, that's what I want to see. Mm. You guys need to play. The Kings played with more force in the second half. And I loved how that bench unit started in that fourth quarter. Yeah. I know it wasn't all bench. They, there was one starter out there in uh, Harrison Barnes. No, so. I'm I'm totally with you, though. And you, you see, obviously, you mentioned Metu and Lyles. But I look at what Davion Mitchell, what he's oh, been adding. I was saving him. Okay. Because he really? deserves... He is by a far my dog of the the game. Wow. That's so fair. I love it. I love it. Morgan, he came in at the 7-16 mark of the third quarter mm -hmm. and played the rest of the way. Wow. He did not come back out. No, just incredible, too. Like, he stepped up to the challenge, helped lead this team, <laughs> not only with his defensive ability, but obviously what he was doing on the offensive end. I know you see, oh, only two points, six assists he was leading the way managing the floor and trying to be also a threat and being productive in so many more ways than one um i loved that i felt confident with davion mitchell out there while De'Aaron was obviously in the back and he played his ass off yep. defensively yep. which he always does and i just thought he deserved a, a lot of love for playing so many consecutive minutes. You know, they didn't go to Del Vadova there. You know, they could have given him a rest at some point. They rocked with it. Davion, that, that guy will play his ass off. You want him to keep playing? He's going to play from 7-16 till the entire game? And he's like, can I keep playing, please? Because that wasn't enough time. Well, he may get a chance tomorrow to start. So I that's know. That's a big opportunity for uh, Davion Mitchell. I, th I thought the other adjustment that the Kings did in the second half that really shifted things. I know HB can get some flack from people. He's not perfect defensively, but you know what he did? He's long. He's strong. Yep. He made life more challenging on Devin Booker. And I I give I give Harrison Barnes a lot of love for how he played in the second half because the way the Kings were defending Booker in that first half was not going to get it done. It was an early decision in that third quarter to make that switch, put Barnes on Devin Booker. He still hit tough shots. He's Devin Booker. He's going to make shots, but you can't be giving him straight line drives to the basket. You have to make him at least make a move. Yeah. Create something. And Harrison Barnes did that tonight. And we've seen Harrison Barnes have his bad defensive games, just like any other player in the NBA. And then what I love is that he stepped up big time in that second half against one of the best players in the NBA, Devin Booker. And on top of that, his ability to score tonight uh, was just fantastic. Getting to the free throw line. We already know that he does a great job of getting to the free throw line. But what it does... 
for this entire team. I think it just motivates them to all drive into the paint. And what Harrison Barnes does a great job of when he's in the paint, he's able to draw a foul and get to the free throw line. Seven for nine tonight. Yeah, and I understand someone was mentioning to um, well, Devin Booker did have a big fourth quarter too. He was five of six in that fourth quarter, but he made some tough ones, right? The one that really hurt was that sequence where um, I have it written down here. They went ISO with HB and he went straight. I'm going to go dunk that ball. I love that post. your note starts with, wow, because HB. They, went, they cleared out for Harrison Barnes. He's like, give me the ball. I love this matchup. I love this matchup. Let me take it. And he goes and dunks it. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. HB, that's a big bucket there. And then Devin Booker, two seconds later, pushes in transition and won. He would not, they would not go away at that mm-hmm. point. You're like, please don't, please don't choke this away. Um, and that made, that was 127, 123. The one that hurt with a minute 30 to go. He gets fouled, goes to the free throw line, misses both free throws. Yeah. Mm. I mean, some, mm-hmm. some, some tough moments, but like we said, they found a way to pull through and get the win. But you look at some of those great moments, um, and those, those are the things that not only get the crowd going, they get the rest of your team going. Like, I, I felt like once the Kings had the lead, it felt like they were in control, which I think it's very strange. I can say that about a team that is late in the season going up against a team that has gone deep into the playoffs, deep into so many postseasons, so not just this team, but players within that team that have that experience, that understand how big games like this are at the end of a season. And the Kings felt like the ones that knew exactly what they needed to do. They had composure in the second yeah. half. They just played their game. They got into their stuff. They played with more urgency. The other fun play was at the end of the game where – it was obviously still a close game. The Kings needed a bucket. It was 129-125. Tough three from Mitchell. Keegan gets the offensive rebound. HB second chance. Sabonis repositions on the left side. Takes the pass and enters to Harrison Barnes. Draws a double team. Rolls to his left. Feeds to the corner. Keegan Murray's there. Five in the clock. Out mm. to Davion. Got a launch over Chris Paul. Three. Front rim no good. Herter pokes it out to Keegan Murray. Kings get an offensive rebound and a second chance. 29 seconds to go. Everybody's on their feet at Golden Ooh. 1. Harrison Barnes drives, slows down, lays it off the window and scores. It's 131-125. Timeout taken by Monty Williams. Clock shows 23.5 seconds to go. You talk about huge sequence and productivity. Harrison Barnes slowed it down with that Euro-like move on the left side of the paint and calmly banked it home. He has 19 points. He ends up finishing with 23 Mm. points, 7 of 12 shooting. He missed those two free throws, but still ended up 7 of 9 from the free throw line. And after the game, he won the defensive player of the game chain for what he did in the second half. Look at that. Look at that. I love to see it. I do you know there's other teams with the chain too? Oh yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Let's uh, actually there's hear uh, Jordy um, give out the defensive player of the game chain. Let's make sure I have this right. Okay, okay. 
let's hear what Jordy had to say to the team after the game. There's a guy here, one of our vets, picking up uh, Chris Paul, full court, putting ball pressure right there. It's me! It's always cool to me. I like that this has just been a gimmick all year. I love it. I love it. I mean, it brings the team together. I always feel, every time I see the mm -hmm. footage, I'm like, I feel like I'm in the locker room. How weird is that? What Aren't you glad weirdo. we got a fog machine here, Morgan? Oh my. Because now it's like we kind of are in the locker we, room. We are in the locker room because we have a fog machine. I love that. <laughs> great, great attitude. They did have a purple, like purple lasers for a little bit. Yeah. And we have a purple light. We have purple lights. Flowing around. Just we, we like the locker room. We've got a similar vibe here, man. It's a similar vibe. One day we'll get the team to come to the Dusimo podcast studios and. Could we fit the entire team in this room? <laughs> no, you could not. Um, there is no, like, I, I mean, you could fit them in if we all stood close yeah. to. No. How we, many, like, guys could you fit comfortably in here? Probably seven. Seven? Oh, comfortably? Comfortably. Like, on, like trying to do a show with them? Davion could sit on my lap. I want Deli on my lap. <laughs> Deli's bigger than you. I don't care. I want him on my lap. Stupid. So stupid. You said you want Davion on your lap, but why is putting <laughs> Deli on my lap that stupid? Because Deli's bigger than Who him. Who cares? I'm bigger than Davion. Are you? Morgan. How tall is Davion? Like six foot. That you're like what six one? Yeah, but when I stand up next to oh, him, oh, you're just a big okay. boy. Okay. Brad says, hey, Deuce, come. Hey, Davion, come sit on Daddy Deuce's lap. Oh. oh, my God. So stupid. It will. One of these. Here's goals. What's the goal? It would be pretty epic to have like a Kings player right like in the middle of us. Because this is not a big room by any means. If we just had a Kings player like sit right in between us. No. The show. Uh, well, you don't think that'd be kind of funny. Like if we were like right here and we had a Kings player. It would be a kind of funny visual, and it'd be cool. I would... And they read the comments during the chat? <laughs> no. I would want them to be comfortable. I'd want to, like, oh, shoot yeah. the shit and have fun. We would have to do a different setup. No, we wouldn't. We would do our traditional setup. It makes it good. It's different. Why are you, are you yelling at me? You want to look like everyone else? No, but why are you yelling at me like this is going to It's going to happen. I'm being serious. At some point, it will. Oh my god, Deuce. Um, yeah, I thought Harrison Barnes had some uh nice moments in this game. Uh let's go over some of the numbers tonight. Harrison Barnes 23 points. Keegan Murray had 13 points, five of seven shooting, knocked down three of four from three as he inches closer to the NBA rookie Oof. record for most threes in a season. Uh, we mentioned Kevin Herter who had 29 points, nine rebounds, five assists. De'Aaron Fox played 20 minutes, had 19 points on seven of 15. One of six from three, four, four from the free throw line. Um, the guy we have not mentioned yet because this is classic us and classic everybody because he just does it every night. All the time. Damanis Sabonis, 27 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. I'm just rolling my eyes because it's like, again, really? You did that again? Like, you're just rubbing it in now. Incredible. Um, 
a guy that like I know when we talk about Davion and his ability to step up, like we always, we give a lot of love to guys that step up to the challenge. Domas, like he's just there consistently every damn night, and for him to have another game just shy of a triple double and get the win against the Phoenix Suns with this weird ass week of scheduling for them. Just another incredible performance. He's meant so much to this team and I, he sets the tone, man. I just love how he plays. I think in the first half, I wish they would have gone to him more, like I said, but he is just such, when you have someone who plays that way every night, it just means so much to the team. He, it means a lot to the squad. He reads his teammates so well. It's He plays their game. Um, his, his adjustments that he makes with whoever he's playing with. The two-man game with him and Malik Monk, the fact that that just keeps getting better and better. I feel like, honestly, Deuce, I feel like... I could score off a dribble handoff from Domas <laughs> bonus. He creates he, so much space. I, you guys, like he just, he finds a way no matter who the defender is because he's leading you with a pass, his timing. And he's like, it's on you if you don't get there because I'm doing my job. Now, can you do yours? And everyone wants to do their job. For him, I mean, was that no? It was Kevin Herter that was talking about like, yeah, you know, Domas was just talking to me at the half and saying this, or talking to me during the game, the whole game, and saying this and this and this. Like, he's a vocal leader. He is um, an emotional leader. He he leads with his game, what he commands from his teammates, but it's out of respect and love and his love for the game. What? How did we get so lucky? Yeah, and I'm in love. You know, what I'm eager to see is how he looks tomorrow night. A little matchup with Walker Kessler again. And, he got you know, frustrated. He got really. Fr- they were really physical with mm-hmm. him. They threw different looks at him. Walker Kessler has been such not only a good shot blocker, just a rim protector. Yeah. He's meant so much. I'm interested to see how Sabonis comes out in that game, especially after or since Utah had. A really bad game against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. I mean, obviously one of the best teams in the league, but it doesn't matter. Like it was like 144, 116, I believe. And it was just ugly the entire game for the Jazz. They've had too many close games with the Kings. I cannot stand for this to be another yeah. close one. And they obviously played shorthanded tonight. Markinen did not play in this game. They went with the same starting lineup that they had against the Kings in Utah. So they're on a second night of a back-to-back, too, although their guys did not play heavy minutes. They still have to travel to Sacramento uh, after this game. So, yeah, they lost. I am I'm, I'm very eager to see how the Kings respond to it because to me it's a little bit of a revenge game. Like, I'm sorry. I, I like some of the Utah Jazz young talent, but especially when they had no marketing and you guys got punked early. Punked. 40 to 19 in the first quarter. Tomorrow night, like to me, is like, it's imperative to get off to a nice start. Not only just from like how you approach a game. Yes. But it's an opponent that you are better than. Yep. You're better than them. You're at home. And look what happened last time. 
You can't dick around tomorrow night. You think about how we keep talking about the in-season adjustments and how this team grows each and every game. That needs to be their point of emphasis, the way that they come out and play against the Utah Jazz tomorrow night. Uh, any other thoughts on this game? I have a couple. Oh, okay. What's what's yours? Well, Devin Booker is just a, a stud. Um, the other thing that jumped out to me, dude, Terrence Ross. There I don't go. know how many times he's just been a walking bucket against the Kings over the years. How does he do it? The guy is such a, a lethal. He's one of those guys that when he gets going, look you out. You can't stop him. And and it sucks, though, because there was too many times that the Kings still left him far too that's, open. Yeah, too many breakdowns with that. Yes. Like you, that's a guy you don't. You cannot leave him. He was 6 of 10 from 3. He had 30 points on 11 of 16 shooting, and I thought he kept a minute. He kept a minute. I did have one more thing. I have a couple more things, too. Turnovers for the Kings. I was going there next! Oh, my God! We're thinking the same thing. Dude, the Kings had four turnovers. Four! Four turnovers. 29 assists, four turnovers tonight. I mean... Taking care of the ball. I don't think a team has ever lost a game in which they had four turnovers in a game. Wow. I mean, I'm probably making that okay. up. But my point is, four turnovers in a game? I'll, I always reference a game back. I think it was 2003. The Kings were in San Antonio taking on the Spurs. It sticks with me so much because it was a big yeah, matchup what? between the Kings and the Spurs. The Kings just dominated. I remember Doug Christie skipping up the court because they were just so efficient offensively and they finished the game with just three turnovers wait what year was this 2003 oh my god i think you want me to look it up double check let's see if i'm right yeah no, that's a good gimmick let's see if okay. deuce is right let's go back to t- the two um, i'm gonna say it's 0203 season against the san and it was actually at san antonio it was a big matchup against the spurs i remember the kings won 59 games that year why? i don't get if you're right why is your brain because it was one of those games you remember games that are special okay yeah the kings won 104 to 80 the kings in that game whereas the sacramento kings three turnovers yep there it goes it was yep it was 104 80 in that game you had chris Webber with 23 and 13 Doug Christie. That's what. That's what I remember. Because listen to this line from Doug Christie. What? I mentioned the three turnovers. Yeah. You know why he was skipping his ass up the floor? Why? Doug Christie. I'm going to read you this, okay? Okay. He had 16 points, 9, and 8. What do you think the 8 was? 16, 8 steals? Doug Christie had 8 steals. No. No. <laughs> What? Doug Christie had 16 points, nine assists, assists, eight steals in the win for Sacramento in that game. And that was, by the way, Mike Bibby didn't play. He was hurt. Uh, Peja did not play in the game. That was the other thing. They were shorthanded. They were shorthanded. They started Gerald Wallace, who did not score. Bobby Jackson, Chris Weber, Doug Christie, and Vladdy Divots. Jim Jackson had 23 off the bench. Wow. Trip down memory lane for you. My point is tonight that the Kings, who play incredibly fast, who get up and down the floor, things weren't going right for them in the first half. They had four turnovers in the game. Most importantly, in the second, in the fourth quarter, zero. Zero turnovers in the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously they were they were they were just flowing. They were vibing off one another, but the fact that they were just sharp in taking care of the basketball, and they haven't even had Kevin Herter in their lineup for a little bit now. 
and they are still able to just have a sharp basketball game. That's yeah. It, love to see it. Any other thoughts? Um, no, not on, not necessarily. No. All right, we are going to mention that tonight's night chess presented by our friends over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. If you're looking for a house, Sean's your guy. I have questions. I, can I afford a house? Don't ask to do space and ask Sean. Well, should, should I refinance? Don't ask me. Ask Sean. Oh. He's going to lead you down the right path. He's not going to try to throw you in a house or tell you to refinance. We don't need to. You can hit him up because he'll give you all the information you need to make an informed decision. He's a great guy. Big Kings fan. I've known him for over a decade. He's helped multiple podcast listeners with refinancing. One get a house. You can hit him up today. Actually, you could text him right now. It'd be you kind of literally funny. could. Uh, 916-276-7563. 916-276-7563. That's equal housing lender. Subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends. Guaranteed. Right. Guaranteed. Right. Yeah, thank you. I don't you. know why I was thinking like it just it was added with the drop. I forgot that I say it. Also, uh-huh. shout out to Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate. Morgan's brother can find you a house in the Sacramento area. Or if you're looking to sell your house, use Joey. Maybe as a listing agent. Uh, he knows Sacramento. He's passionate about Sacramento. And he can be your guy to find your dream house. Yeah. I mean, we're just giving you guys two people that can make your life a lot easier. And that's the thing. Two people that aren't salespeople either. So if you have any questions about whether you should be buying, selling. Um, What's or, a good area to live in in Sacramento? There you go. Should All those Midtown? questions. Make Isaac, sure. All, yep. Deuce. Now, now, if they're talking like that, they're being a little annoying. Okay. okay? okay. There you go. They can hit, but you can be annoying and hit up Joey whenever you want. Yeah. Ask all those questions. You can hit him up at 916-412-4592. 916-412-4592. Call or text him there. Or go to his website, jreagan.golion.com. That's jreagan.golion.com. License number 0212 Appreciate everyone's support of the Deuce and Mo podcast. Appreciate everyone in the chat, too. Oh, look, we're at 316 likes. 316? Give me a hell yeah. Appreciate that. Amazing. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, let's get to the chat. Brandon says, uh, the Kings offense, not close to the best offense in the NBA. They put up a lot of points in the first half of the year against bad teams in the West when most of the Western Conference teams had injuries. What? Yeah, I know. When they put up 120 plus on the Bucks. Wait, weren't the Clippers healthy when what? they were playing against? Yeah, you, when they put up 176 on yeah. the Clippers. Brandon, I see you in the chat. You're having fun. It's okay, buddy. Um, Brandon also likes to let us know Phoenix did not have their best player. Look, Phoenix hasn't had their best player for a while now. If you're talking about Kevin Durant, um, weren't they winning other games too without yeah, their best player? They, they have, but oh, okay. like you know, they've been kind of up and down, obviously. Um, Look, they get Kevin Durant coming back on Wednesday, potentially, which is good news for them. You can't get mad at the Kings for winning games. Like, here's the thing. If the Kings lost tonight, would you be crapping on them because they lost to a team that didn't have Kevin Durant? So you, or you can't be mad at them for winning. Like, you, you, it can't, you can't have it both ways, right? The Kings won the game tonight. They're, that's what they're supposed to do. If they, they need to win games to get in the playoffs, it doesn't matter who. And it's also about perspective. Like, 
I don't know what your perspective is. I don't think anyone here is trying to sell you on the Kings being a championship team. I think if anyone, if anything, people are just excited that the Kings are going to be a playoff team in Sacramento. They have not seen it in 16 years. No one anticipated that they would be the number three seed on March 24th. Like, that's kind of insane. So, no one's going crazy. No one's throwing up. People are just having fun because this team is playing fun basketball. Well, and not only like, are what's they playing, your problem? but not only are they playing fun basketball, it's just in Sacramento, there just hasn't been anything to really be excited about for so long. And so now, whether it's the smallest things like 40 wins for another team, that's dog shit. That's nothing. But for Sacramento Kings, that's a huge accomplishment yeah. this season. And now you're seeing them build on top of that with one of the best offenses in the league. And whether you want to say that they're doing that on teams that are hurt or bad teams or whatever you're saying, um, they've done it consistently all season long. Yeah. I mean, shit on their defense, you know? Like, no, and, and that's what he's saying also, too, that the Kings allowed so many points to a team without Kevin Durant. I mean... Look, this is today's NBA too. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, teams score 120 all the time. But I mean, also, I, their I defense is is consistently not one of the better yeah, defenses no. in the league. So what? Well, I don't get what the yes, good. We it's know just such a weird thing to say. Uh, um, yeah. Um, I do want to get to this. Who was your dog of the game? Uh -huh. Who's your dog of the game? The options: Demonis Sabonis, who had that monster game we mentioned; okay. Kevin Herter, who was awesome tonight in his return for Sacramento; Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell. Who were your? Who was your dog of the game? I'm going to go with HB. Just another oh. solid performance. I know. I, I I could go with Kevin Herter in um the bounce back game. Not only because the rebounding he is what well. I loved. Yeah, but not only because he played well, but just coming back from injury and being that spark that they needed. But Harrison Barnes always being solid and and sometimes not giving the love that he deserves. A night like this, getting to the free throw line, getting into the paint, being the strong guy uh, on. The defense men love it from Harrison Barnes. Davion's just a dog every night. So I'll give him, you know. I, give I always, him his love. No, I'm I'm going to go Kevin Herter. I'm you changing it that, up. I know. Wow. Davion's just a dog in general. Okay. He doesn't have a dog of the game. Got it. Kevin Herter was. <laughs> dog of the game. Morgan, it's not only the points. He brought life to the team. He brought a little energy to the game blocking that shot coming down in transition going i'm gonna go ahead and drop a three on your face he was awesome with the shot 29 points but the nine rebounds the five dimes give me a little bit of kevin herter as my dog of the game i like it i mean can't really go wrong there can you you know we can't go wrong either what when we check in on discord let's get the coach nick Coach Nick. Hi, do hi, do some out. Hi, were you falling asleep, Nick? No, I wasn't. No, I was waiting. I was okay. waiting. Okay. I was just, you know, resting I'm your not eyes. To, I'm not going to sleep yet. I got my glasses on. Uh, oh, oh. Ooh, she, yeah, he got you there. He got you. My there. bad. My All bad. Right, Nick, you had a busy day today. You're watching the Stockton Kings win earlier. Who got you a ticket to that game? Do some Mason. Thank you. And you're at the Sacramento Kings game tonight. So you saw two wins. Yeah, I did. Why not? Why not see what'd, two wins? What do you like tonight? Well, well, first of all, I got two I got pictures with Deuce the Mo. Always. At the Stockton Kings game. 
and I asked I asked somebody if can you take a picture, please? You did say please. Good job. You said please. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I was yell I was yelling from where I was at. I said Morgan Deuce Deuce. Yeah, I know you. You yelled, and we had to tell you to be quiet. And your voice yeah. projects very loudly. Yes. I've never actually heard anything like it, unless on a microphone. Now let's get back to the game. The Kings won, and coming up, they've got Utah tomorrow night. What's your message to the team after this win? Well, I do want to say that uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, well, Milwaukee Bucks beat Utah. They did one forty-four to one one sixteen. Yes. So it makes it easier on us because they're going. Utah's going back to back too. Oh, oh, that's, that's a, good a good point. point. A yeah, point. so they're going to be. Are they going to be more tired than the Kings? Then they might be a little tired. I like it. Okay, you have food on your face, bud. <laughs> uh, well, I do want to say, yep. fire the laser. Of course he's going to survive. doesn't matter what time. It's funny it's... how this has kind of lost its luster with you. Like, we used to do this every, after oh, every I game. Still, I, still, I still love it, but it's funny. Like, it's harder to do. Arm the laser. Arm in the laser! Begin laser ignition! Fire the laser! Yes. Hey, so the show is coming up on April 14th. Did you buy a ticket, Nick? No, I did not. Oh, crap. Okay. We'll, we'll get it figured out, Nick. Am it's, I going to still be able to go? Well, we, we'll talk. We'll, we'll yeah. We, we sold out in eight minutes today, Nick. Poker said I'm the VIP guest. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure you're fine then. Well, I uh, appreciate you checking in with us, and we'll see you tomorrow at the game. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. You doing pregame, Morgan? No, no, she's not. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep Thanks. beams. I love when he's like, I get to say sleep beams. Oh, God. Kings win. Sleep beams. That's great. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure Nick's going to be in the VIP section. Is there a VIP section or no? Do we know? No. There's no, like, no. Everyone. I'm just kidding. Let's go to young Jamie. We've not talked to Jamie. Our young 13-year-old Jamie is here on Night Chat. What is up, Jamie? How are you tonight? After a Kings win over the Phoenix Suns. Hello, Jamie. You see how he stretched? And now he's gone. Okay. Okay. He's gone. That was embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. Oh, really embarrassing. Uh, coming up for the Sacramento Kings, they play again tomorrow night. Gold One Center against the Utah Jazz, that Jazz team that just beat them. Jamie's trying to get back in here. What's up, Jamie? Are you here this time? Hello? <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. Okay. Well, it's not going to work. Huh. It's not going to work. That is so funny. Yeah. No, I'm saying what... Someone in the comments just said to me, what Ray just had a comment about me um, asking if I was smoking because my eyes look whatever lingo he's using. Um, Could you imagine if we were just here during a night chat just smoking? Like and Morgan was I just. I mean, there is a fog high. machine. Well, it's funny because I <laughs> I noticed my. I think it's because my make. I've had my makeup on all day. Yeah. Because we had Stockton Kings early on that my eyes just feel 
Just my eyes. My eyes feel heavy too. Oh, it's really? Been a long day. Yeah. Oh, it's been a okay. long week. So it's not it's just my week. makeup? Okay. But thanks, Ray. Thanks. Thank you for the not so much of a compliment. What's going on, Manny? What's up, Dusamo? How you doing on this late Friday night? Oh, almost Saturday morning. Oh. Doing good, man. I mean, can't get any better. Two, two more wins, man. Two more wins. Yeah, and it's like we're trying to figure out when they could. The magic number thing might be one of the more confusing things sometimes because of how tight the Western Conference is. Yeah. But the Kings got help tonight because Dallas Dallas lost at home tonight to Charlotte, and Luca was not happy after the game. Um, so there's all these teams behind Sacramento with 37 wins. Um, the Kings could get some help and the Kings could technically clinch as early as Sunday. So if the Kings win tomorrow, the magic mm-hmm. numbers down to one, they could get some help. So the Lakers in their next game, by the way, the Lakers won tonight. Uh, their next game is against the Bulls. Bulls. Could the Bulls help the Kings out? That'd be cool. Um, and Minnesota is taking on, um, the Golden State Warriors next. That's coming up on Sunday. And the Pelicans are in action taking on the Clippers. So if the Bulls beat the Lakers, okay. the Pelicans lose to the Clippers, and Minnesota loses to the Warriors, and the Kings win, the Kings would clinch Sunday. Okay. But let's be honest. Can we all have a real discussion on this for a second? Real talk. Don't we all want the Kings to just clinch at home on, Correct. Mon- on Monday? Yes. Monday against Absolutely. Minnesota. I just think, and it's really interesting because the players have downplayed this. Mike Brown has downplayed this. I was talking to Doug Christie about it before the game, too. And it's Their their perspective is so funny to me because they're, they're just like so much. They, they want to go win a championship. Mm-hmm. But they're... And I, I said something earlier this week where I'm like, I feel like it's kind of anticlimactic. I don't know how emotional I'll get, but I was thinking about if the Kings won that game against Minnesota and that meant they clinched, having listening, being next to G-Man and hearing his call and oh. seeing the emotion from the fans, oh, it's going to get me. Yep. It's going to be a beyond special night if they do it at home. I want them to do it home at home on Monday. How do you feel about that, Manny? I mean, I want to see you guys do it at home just because it's like, it's almost like that fairy tale ish, like perfect scenario, and everything's trended towards that all year. Right? What is that noise in the back? Is that your dog in the background? That is the pug sleeping. Oh, I knew that sound. You know, Carlin, the French, she does <laughs> the same what, thing. What, I was like, I know that sound. Dog. Hell yeah, dude. The pug is doing a little snoring. Cute. Sounding just like me. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, but Monday would be the best way to obviously do it. Very, very movie-like at that point. But let's be honest, too. Like, after 16 years, yes, that's the perfect ending. But even if it's not, just the pure joy Mm. of making the playoffs. Come on. It, it, It does make it sweeter, no doubt. But just when you hear the Kings have clinched the playoff spot, that in itself... I think you guys are going to be emotional regardless. Oh, regardless. 100%. I just think having the getting the win it at home to clinch, it would just be peak. I mean, it peak would moment. it would be like almost surreal in some ways and um I think it's more fun to when you get to celebrate with everyone together. I, I, that's what makes 
this really like night chat really cool because we always get to celebrate with each other we get to um be sad with one another over the years but when you celebrate with a whole bunch of people it's just like it's something else i mean you could, i'm and you guys are like the pinnacle of that too right like just watching that you guys i had a meeting this morning i set my alarm at 9 30 right it, make sure i was on at 10 a.m to buy the tickets then of course at 9 30 everything at work hit the fan had an emergency meeting got out at like 11 30. <sighs> i see all the posts like oh it's sold out in five minutes they're on ebay now for a thousand dollars no they better stuff. not be on ebay i'll be pissed <laughs> no i'm just kidding but and just but you know what even though i couldn't get a ticket i'm just excited for you guys to see that type of movement where it's like that's literally like it just reminds me of like the, like these big stars that sell out tickets on Ticketmaster. like if you're not on there there's no way you're going to get them within the first five minutes and just that's that's a testament to what you guys do and the hard work. I mean, just watching you guys, honestly, seriously, watching you guys, you guys do the Stockton games, do the night chats, you guys do so much and the, what you've cultivated and what you've created. And it's, it's you, it's you guys doing it yourself with nobody's help. I mean, you know, the fans and all that gets well, the fan. But, I was going to say you guys, but I mean, you guys yeah. put in so much work and it looks so effortlessly. It looks, effortlessly a lot just because you guys have should have the passion and the love for it and that's and it's it's a what's the word i'm looking for it it's an, a good example for the kids out there and the younger people that do it if you want something that, and you want it bad enough just put in the work and it's there well we appreciate all the kind words that's you're way too nice for saying all that i should also mention that because we haven't mentioned that on the actually the actual podcast yeah. portion of this yet. Uh, yeah, our tickets went on sale this morning at 10 a.m. We booked a venue that we felt like was realistic for what we believed we could fill. Sure. And we were wrong. We were wrong. We <laughs> It sold out in eight minutes. And if I would have known that, we would have booked a larger venue. In fact, we were, we were looking at larger venues. We're like, this is the first one. Like, let's not get crazy here. I mean, it costs money to book these things, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, and the demand was there. We didn't realize it. And I feel terrible for people like, like you. you and people on our Discord that are oh, super man. hardcore that didn't get tickets. So, anyway, we, we've got to come together and figure out, like, can we come up with another possible date in the future, maybe during the playoffs, a bigger venue. We, we'll try to get something figured out. But I, I'm glad we can celebrate with the people who did get tickets. And hopefully it's the first of many that we can do. Next one's a golden one. It'll sell out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Someone was like, mentioned, my dream, I said this before the season. I said, I want to do a live event. I, my goal was to do, like, a, I want to do something at Crest Theater. I just love the look of it on the outside. I the just, history. we're not at the point, in my opinion, and again, I've been wrong, that we could sell out 900 seats. Yeah. Um, I think realistically at this point, we could probably do a, 300 plus seat venue and be great um mm -hmm. but uh yeah you live and you learn i guess <laughs> hey man i'm gonna eventually be at one i'm happy for you guys to just see that though so that's all love there and i always got night chat so i'm good dude i appreciate Thanks, that manny. man i appreciate the love manny thank you so much manny Any other love thoughts you guys, all right nope all the right only thing, the only thing real quick is yeah. and i didn't i wasn't able to jump on in the beginning was 
was there any word and you might be i might be repeating something no, but, you're good you're good um fox uh did they really say anything about that no nothing new on it um after the game because he left with right hamstring soreness they asked mike brown after the game and he said there was no update he did talk to monty mcnair who said that fox did want to come back into the game but obviously they did not allow yeah. him so i'd be really shocked if he did play tomorrow on the second half of nah, You got to rest him. You, you're too close. Yeah. You're too close. Buddy. Yeah. All, All right, guys. Thanks, Have a Manny. great night. Appreciate love you. you. Yeah, love you too, man. God, it's too nice, dude. You guys Always. are unbelievable. Like, it's, it's been a really one of those holy shit days. Yeah. Where like, you do a lot of cool things, and then you find out that the event you put out where you're nervous about if you're going to be able to sell it all the way sold out in eight minutes you're like okay holy shit this is weird um and, and then and then you start getting to the point where like you have some fans of the podcast who are kind of mad at you and it's like i feel so bad but you, you and you can't feel bad it's like because we are new at a live event situation yeah believe it or not we uh, this podcast this and this is like the, the deuce and mo live show that we're doing is it's being put on by me and morgan yeah, two-person team. That's it. There's we no, are our events team. We, we are our sales team. We, have, we are yeah. our production team. We, we have hired, like, a photographer and a videographer, and we booked the, But, like, th this is it. So, like, we're going to make some mistakes along the way. And I don't even think this was a mistake. We were just almost probably, in a way, playing it too safe by booking this sure. size of a venue. Well, but And we, we've known that our podcast has grown, grown, grown. But it's you just, just don't know. You because, don't know when it comes to people committing to walking somewhere driving buying a ticket, buying a ticket yeah. compared to clicking a link and joining us virtually sure. on night chat it's just two different scenarios but obviously people are willing and we want it so we will make sure that this happens again like sooner than later too by the way yes um lexi when do you guys sleep with all that you do yeah, I, I sleep has not been something no. I have had over the last two and a half months. But the good news for both of us is that it will get better very soon. Yeah. And that's the good news. Yeah. We, yes, we are definitely going to be addressing that. What's up, Jamie? Are you actually there this time? I'm going to you for the third time because I'm a fan of you, Jamie. Yes, I'm here this time. Okay. What's up? But now you gotta, you sound like you're whispering. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. My it's just everyone in my house is asleep right now. I, I know, but are you talking into the, your device? Oh yeah. Okay. He sounds fine. It's fine. What's going on, man? Nothing much. How you guys doing? We're good, man. It's been a while. That's really. I know. I've been busy, but um, I I have some good news for you guys though. Um, yeah. I'm going to the game against the Jazz. Hell yeah, Jamie, Jamie at the game at uh, at the Jazz game. So you're gonna say what's up to us? Oh yeah, definitely. Cool, cool, cool. Love man. it. Did and you watch the game tonight? Uh yeah. Yeah, I did. What'd you like, man? Uh well, you know, the first half was a little rough. A little rough. Yeah. But then right when we got on that run, you can never count this team out, honestly. Like you can never count this team out of a game because we've ended like we beat the Cavs. On like that nineteen, or that like that twenty-one or nineteen-zero run, yeah, the yeah. big nineteen-zero run. Yeah, and the Cavs are a good team, so if, if we can do that, you can just never count this team out of any game. It doesn't matter what point it is in the game. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we did a good job coming back. Um, you know, it. I hope I hope Fox plays tomorrow just because I want to see him, but like I don't want to risk it because we're getting really close to the playoffs. What would you do if he he's like, you know what? I'm going to play for Jamie. I'm going to play for Jamie because you're at the game. And then he just tears it. And then he's done for the year. How would you feel about that? I would feel, I would feel absolutely terrible. Okay, good, good, good. So we don't want Fox playing tomorrow. What is that scenario? Because he's like, I want Fox play because he, yeah. Okay. What happens if it's a bad thing? We don't want that, Jamie. We don't want Fox hurt. Yeah. It's just, he's a fun player to watch. Like in, on TV, and it's even cooler to watch him in person. Hell and yeah! I've o- and I've only got to see him play once this season. Okay. So, yeah. And well, then on Tuesday, yeah, uh, I am going on a little vacation to New York. Ooh, going to New York for what? I get to go watch Giants vs. Yankees opening day. Oh. you Giants Yankees opening day, dude. That's an awesome trip. Yeah, I know. You know what you should go do is go see Moulin Rouge, too. Who's that? You don't know the Broadway show Moulin Rouge? No, I don't know anything about Broadway. Dude, I'm telling you, it's... You are such a weirdo now. (laughs) I love it. Deuce is now totally into Broadway shows. If you're going to see a Broadway show, go see Moulin Rouge. Is it kid-friendly? Yes, kind of. All right, Jamie. Well, uh, have fun in New York, man. Have fun at the game. We'll see you at the game. And then, of course, yeah. have fun in New York. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, Jamie. Young Jamie checking oh. in. 13-year-old. Always I don't good mean to hear kid. He's like young man. But, you know. I mean, he's a kid. He's 13. Yeah. He's a kid. It's okay. Um, In the chat. Hey, do some more. Can Filipino fans get a shout out? Thanks. Of course. Shout out the Philippines. I made an appearance on CNN Philippines years ago talking about the Kings. I was. I think I remember. I was talking very highly of. Uh, I'm excited about Scal Labissier, who, by the way, we saw Scal the last couple of we games. We did. We gotta say what's up to him. And people are going, wait, why? So the Stockton Kings just wrapped up their regular season. Let's give a huge shout out to mm. Bobby Jackson, Stockton Kings. <laughs> Mike Brown gave them some love today during he his did. pregame press conference. The Stockton Kings today wrapped up the regular season with a win over Mexico City. They clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference. Dude. So the Stockton Kings Huge. are killing it this year. They have a first round bye in the playoffs. They'll have a playoff game next week in Stockton. We'll be on the call for that. We don't know the exact date and time at the moment. We have an idea, but yeah. nothing's confirmed at this point. And then single single elimination. It's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, so Scow was playing on the Mexico City squad. With Kenneth Fareed With also. Kenneth Fareed. It was a crazy, yeah, it was, was kind of crazy. It was cool, you know, calling a game with guys that you actually know from the NBA. And um, with Scout, we got to say what's up to him uh, this so the, last the, week. Literally, Scout is such a nice just guy. Just a nice dude. So nice. And you just see them trying to grind and get back into the league, and you just appreciate everything that they're trying to do for something they love so much. Let's take a look at the NBA standings. Of course, we're on the second. We're going to be on the second. I have a back-to-back tomorrow. Tomorrow night's chat will be the long one. We're going to be hanging out for a while, talking to the people. You down? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? We're No, but I mean, like, really. It's Saturday night. 
I feel like we're doing the same thing tonight. Okay. It's a Friday night. I'm feeling good. I, I know, but I can sense your tiredness right now. And I'm just saying, Saturday night, it, there's it, it, there feels like a weight lifted because we're off Sunday is my point. That's oh. all I was trying to say. And you're trying to take, but tonight, I'm just saying tomorrow night's going to be really fun too. That's all I'm saying. I'm living in the moment. <sighs> NBA standings. Let's take a look at them tonight. Sacramento still in that number three spot. You got Denver one. Memphis clinched a playoff spot with a win tonight. Mm. They have a two-game lead on Sacramento for that number two seed. Sacramento, with the win, sends the Suns to fifth place. The Clippers are number four. The Suns are five. Sacramento's got a six-game lead on the Suns and the Warriors. The Warriors are now six. So if the playoffs today started today, the Kings would play the Warriors. The Minnesota Timberwolves, who come to Sacramento on Monday, are now a game and a half behind Golden State. And those two teams play on Sunday. So that's a huge game for Minnesota Love to try it. to get that six spot. Like NBA weekend. Uh, the Lakers are right behind Minnesota in the eighth spot. The Pelicans moved up to ninth. OKC's lost a couple in a row now. Back-to-back games. One to the Clippers, one to the Lakers. They're now 36 and 38. Dallas has dropped out. Dallas is on the outside looking in after losing Damn. at home to the Hornets. They're 36 and 38. Kyrie and Luka played tonight. The Jazz are moved down to 35 and 38 in that 12 spot. Wow. Morgan, I feel like there, there's still plenty of time for movement. It, it's, I'm trying not to care who the Kings play in the sixth spot because yeah, I can't. feel like the Kings are pretty much stuck at three. Like if any, I don't think they're going to catch Memphis and they're not going to fall to four. And it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I just, out of those matchups, like if you Clippers, Suns, Warriors, T-Wolves, Lakers, like those are the candidates at this point, I think, who the Kings are going to face. Probably T-Wolves out of that. That's who you would want with Cat back. I don't want to see the Suns because Durant's coming back. And if Durant's back, you know how lethal they could be. However, the thing I, I keep mentioning about Phoenix is, look, it's a team that over the last couple, of, like Chris Paul is never healthy in the playoffs. I don't care. I don't want to see Kevin Durant. I do not want to see Kevin Durant. Okay. The Clippers. Stop it with that. The Clippers won last night without Paul George, had a huge win against OKC where they got red hot. Kawhi was unbelievable. The three-point shooting was there. Um, I don't, the Clippers are not, a, I don't really want to see any of those teams. I know. I'll be honest. I, and I've tried to, be, tried to be Mr. Like, just bring it. I think the Warriors, I tend to go, that's a thing that a team that has weaknesses. The Warriors, give them love tonight. They mm-hmm. beat the Sixers. They played a hell of a game. Poole had a big game coming off the bench. He's been kind of up and down. You don't want to see the Warriors late. Kaminga I don't care. has shown some nice. I don't care what you've seen from them this season in the chaos in the beginning of the season. It doesn't matter. Like you've seen year after year their ability to to come out strong in a postseason. And I think when you look at this King squad, none of these matchups look amazing because they don't have a good defense. And if they even had a solid defense that you felt confident in, then sure, Deuce, maybe I would feel a little different about any of these matchups. But it doesn't mean that their defense hasn't carried them along this 
well, their offense really, but like when they play good enough defense, it's carried them just far enough to beat teams while their offense dominates. So as long as their offense is flowing and teams' defenses aren't throwing new things at them, which happens in the postseason, then yeah, either way, I'm just like, I'm down for competitive, good experience in the postseason. Yeah, and it, you know, with, with the Clippers, with the Warriors, with the Suns, you mentioned KD. Although KD did get, just to be clear, he did get eliminated in the first round last year. Okay. In Boston, but it's fine. Didn't like, look good I mean, either. Yeah, it can happen again. Anyway, we know what KD can do in the playoffs. Right. We've seen it. We know what Steph can do. Mm-hmm. We know what Kawhi can be. I would want to see Dallas at this point, but you're not. Dallas mo- may not That's what I'm make saying. It. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's probably why. I mean, there's even times where I've been like, ooh, OKC would be scary. But like, Dude, I, the West when you is look just, at, yeah. It's outrageous. There's so many teams. The yeah. fact that the Lakers. Without LeBron or finding ways to win games, and they're like two games out of the four spot or something like that. It's like, what? what is happening? What is happening? You know what? It's been tough all year. It's competitive. Bring on the playoffs. Bring it on. I'm glad we have this issue. And it, if the Kings are able to take down one of those teams, it's going to make it even sweeter. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. And guess what? If for some reason they don't, you know, you know. They're going to be learning a lot from the experience and being able to build off of it for a sustainable, bright future. I can also take that as winning. Let's get some super chats. Shout out to Jesse who donated five bucks. Thank you. The King survived Hakeem Londale. Yeah, that was funny. Light the beam. Thank you. Appreciate Mark at SAC for becoming a member for straight months. Jersey Devs 2000 donated 20 bucks. We mentioned that already. Don James has been a member for 10 months. He says, live stream at Golden One Center. I'll pay. Appreciate that. <laughs> Donnie donating 10 bucks saying, buy Nick a slice for me. I can't make it home. Okay. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much for Upper Upset Butterfly for becoming a member. Payton donated 5 bucks. Congrats to Vivek. He finally got what he's been clamoring for all along, a 1-2-1 one, one zone defense. <laughs> Funny. Thank you so much to uh, Emil Fragosa for subscribing. Oh, what's Our buddy up? over there. Cody, thank you so much. What's up, bud? Appreciate you for becoming a member. Chris became a member and Donovan donating five bucks. Shout out to Deuce and Mo for always keeping the vibes immaculate. Thanks, Donovan. Light the beam. Light the beam. You guys are amazing. Uh, we're going to be back live again tomorrow night following Kings and the Utah Jazz. And hopefully we're talking about a win. Hopefully. I'd be really upset if we weren't. Yeah, especially on a Saturday night. Give me. You, you've got to beat them. I want that match. I want to go into Monday's game don't get against cocky. Minnesota. Don't get cocky. I don't know how that's cocky. Uh, I, that I'm being hopeful. I'm literally saying I hope they beat the Jazz so Monday we could be talking about them winning a game to clinch a playoff spot. That's I, cocky? What? Is that cocky? Are you, ma- are you mad? You're acting like I'm jinxing things. I don't appreciate a you. A little. How's- I started the podcast with not even being able to plug in a fog machine because I believe in jinxes. Where, so what, sorry that what, I'm a little fragile. What was jinxy in that whole thing I just mentioned? I hope they win tomorrow so they have a chance to clinch on Monday. There's nothing jinxy. I hope the Kings win every game. 
That's not a jinx. That's not a jinx. We love you guys, but we got to go. You guys are amazing. Sleep beams. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.